cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with me co-host, Brian Fleischer. Brian, we're to the knockout stages of the Champions League. We are. But then we have to wait like two months. I know. I was just looking yesterday. The, the draw isn't until the 18th? It's Monday. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. For some reason, when I was looking at it yesterday, today being the what is thirteenth, the thirteenth, for some reason I was I was thinking it was like so far off. No, but, but this it's, month is flying by. Yeah, yeah. So, of course. Yes. So yeah, so we have Champions League games to discuss. There we were some do. some crackers, um, and then also some that didn't matter at all. Uh, we could, uh, if you want, break down Chelsea's. Draw versus Molvida or whatever. Molvidi. Molvidi. Mol space, space VD, VD space from FC. Hungary. Hungary. They are currently second place in the Hungarian Premier League. Chelsea rescued by a free kick from Olivier Giroud. After a free kick from Wonder Strike Willian. from Willian and then an own goal. And uh, they were down 2-1. So they showed some, some real stomach and came back in Molvidi's home ground. And tied it 2-2. In Hungary. In Hungary. Cool. So uh, now we, uh, I guess we can end the podcast because we talked about the most important thing you know, that's There happened. were some Champions League upsets yesterday that oh, yeah. we can talk about. We will discuss Two those. or three of them that were, I mean, they didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And it would kind of be like if Chelsea lost today mm-hmm. in, in Europe's premier competition, the Europa League. Yeah. Like, they're already through. So these, these bigger teams... You know, maybe running out yeah. some guys that usually sit on the end of the bench, usually don't travel. Real Madrid had a whale of a day yesterday. We'll yes, talk about that. But yeah. um, another thing we will need to discuss, of course, is MLS Cup. Yes. Atlanta United winning. Yes. Uh, Tata Martino Leaving. with the walk-off win. Yes. And heads to the Mexican national team. So uh, we can actually just start talking about that because that would be considered the most important thing since that's the end of the MLS season. Yes, and I and I had every intention of watching this match. You could you lie and say you watched it. I really didn't, though, because I don't want to mislead our listener. If there's one thing that the listener appreciates from you, it's honesty. <laughs> the singular listener. We have one listener, and it's my wife. It's Vedant in <laughs> Oh, it is. What's up, Vedant? Our What's friend. <laughs> Always shouting out Vedant. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, the listener. I was using the royal okay. listener. We, we, do speak a lot of, we do speak a lot about the English Premier League, so we can use the royal. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, uh, you're, you're honest, so you didn't watch it. I did not. I'm dishonest. I'll say I watched it. Okay. Um, no, but I did watch the highlights mm-hmm. and uh, read about it, so yes. I know what happened. Okay, well, why don't you tell us what At- happened? Atalanta yes. is a team in Italy, but Atlanta is yes. a team in the state of Georgia. They they get they pack that seventy two thousand people, but that's like Mercedes every Disney. every game. Yeah, it's amazing. We might be taking a trip there next next spring and and uh, to to visit from family and going to see an 
Atlanta FC game is on our list of possibilities. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, it's it seemed like a really cool environment. There's seventy two thousand people there. Mm-hmm. It's got to be really awesome. But soccer looks cheap on turf. Yeah, it just looks cheap. It just does. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. So did you not like the Women's World Cup a few years ago when they were forced Mm-mm. to play on, no, on turf? No, it felt cheap. It always feels cheap. And maybe it's just because all, like pretty much no European teams do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't look What's right. What's worse, the turf soccer field or the grass field with the football lines on it or rugby lines or whatever? Ooh. I think I'd rather see turf. I think I'd rather see turf. Those those lines are so distracting because yeah. you're not sure what's out of that's bounds. True. And yeah, that's not good. Yeah, no. But I mean, obviously it's a dome, so it makes sense why they had to do it. But mm-hmm. I just was watching it. I was like, man, that would be such a cool environment to be playing in front of all those people. But yeah. the turf just feels wrong. Yeah. So uh, yes, Atlanta wins 2-0. Tata Martino walks off and heads to the Mexican national team. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Brad Guzan made a pretty amazing save. That's what, I did see so that. for all I, your I hate on headline. Brad Guzan, I don't hate you, Brad Guzan. You have a tattoo that says Brad Guzan sucks. Did Brad? I do not. Did Brad Guzan sign a or get it? Have did, did Manchester City pay seven to ten million Easy pounds for, you to say. for Brad Guzan? No, but they did for Zach Steffen for some reason. Why do you say for some reason? He's shown some no, promise. No, no, no. I think he's fine, but. Ederson, uh-huh. their goalkeeper, is yes. very good, and yes. he signed through like twenty twenty three. So they just sent him they, out on loan, right? He they, he's never going to play for Man City, right? So what? I mean, I know this is not you know to bring it back to the hobby. This is not um, any um, shocking statement. I'm not going out on a limb here, but so like these big teams really just buy up these prospects, loan them out, hope they do well, and then sell them for a profit so they can go buy people like Ederson and Alisson and Kepa. Yes or no? Are they prospecting? Are they buying they buying these guys like Matt Biasca at Chelsea who I think has seen one yeah, appearance I, with Chelsea in a in a like a League Cup game or something and, I, and has been loaned out. I think that's what they do, but I also think Man City is different. Mm-hmm. Like when they got mixed discreet for some reason. Yeah, that's another like, one. Just to like like, yeah. Man City is uh, there's a, a Big, there's actually a book coming out, uh, if it's not already out, um, about, I don't know if it's about the whole sort of world of soccer, football, but I know that there's a big focus on Manchester City and what they've done and how they run things. And uh, I think it was The Athletic had an excerpt from it on mm-hmm. the Manchester City part. And it was really, really fascinating look at the way Manchester City operates. And they basically... So they have New York City FC. Uh-huh. That was their tester. Like, hey, can we have basically um, a minor league, a franchise? No, like almost like a, a franchise of a uh, uh, car dealership or uh-huh. a restaurant or whatever. Like, have our colors, and we own this team, and they represent us in New York. And so then they did it in uh, Australia, which uh, they bought a uh, Melbourne City, I believe. Uh-huh. And they change all their team colors to sky blue. But in Australia, uh, Sydney FC was already sky blue. Uh, but they did it anyway because they just <laughs> well, pay didn't off. Red Bulls everybody. do that? Didn't uh, doesn't Re- aren't in Red Bull? Red Bull Salzburg, Red yes. Bull uh, Leipzig, Red Bull New York, New York, and, and uh, uh, Tyler Adams, the great Tyler Adams, another promising young mm-hmm. American midfielder, um, now going to Europe. 
Oh, really? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he's going to the other Red Bull over there. Which one? I don't know. One I of think them. the, yeah. Anyway, there's The several. good one. Is there a yeah, good one? So, so uh, yeah, Leipzig is yes, really good. Yes, I believe that's where he's going. Yeah. So there's there's several, oh, yeah, they do that, and then Manchester City. So what I'm wondering is, and because the MLS transfer thing is so complicated, I don't know how this works, but let's say that Zach Steffen, is, they really want him at New York City FC, but... Mm-hmm. It would cost too much to ah, transfer. I see for where him. you're going with this. I think. can Man City sign him for whatever amount they want, yeah. and then loan him to uh, New York City FC. I don't know. That would be that's really good. That's good. It sounds right to me. It sounds like a way to skirt around, you know, the transfer, the weird transfer yeah. stuff in the MLS. You could just loan him. There's got to gotta be a rule against club. that, though. Or if there's not, there sh- should be, shouldn't there be? I think so. Um, one of the other interesting parts of that article I was reading was the Manchester City director of something or other was saying, "We don't think we're we're not saying we're Disney." Is this the guy with the with the with the voice from the? No, 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 no. This is a different guy. Okay, because um, his voice is awesome. Yeah. I could just listen to him yeah. talk about soccer. But essentially, he didn't. What he was saying that they don't really look at themselves as a football club. Mm-hmm. They essentially want to be like a Disney. Like he's like, we're not Disney. We're not competing with Disney, but that's what we want to be like in everything. And we want to do everything. And Manchester city is just the brand and football is our entertainment product. It was very like, if you grew up a Manchester city fan in Manchester, yeah. When they were terrible and all that stuff and you bleed, sky blue uh-huh. that you kind of talk moon and right that kind of talk has to be upsetting mm-hmm. even as you're you go and you watch like this unbelievable team that they've put on the field that has to be very like okay but we're supposed to be like this club that's based in manchester yeah and we fight you know for the premier league and yeah like that's where was this? Where did you read it? Was it was an excerpt from a book. Oh, the book. Oh, this was from the excerpt from the book. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. in The Athletic. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, very interesting. But I'm I was thinking the, the, the quote of we basically want to be like Disney, mm-hmm. I thought was so so ripe for uh, insult as well. Because ever since then, I've just been like Disney City. That's a funny insult. Why am I the only one who's calling them? Maybe I'm not, but uh, <laughs> I thought it would maybe because there's a paywall on the athletic. Not enough people have seen that and been upset mm-hmm. by it. But I would think that that would be an easy thing to make fun of them for, and like especially with British fans who are like very much into the club idea and yeah. they're like, hey, this is still there's a lot of money, but it's still this supposed to be this thing in our city and in our neighborhood, especially when you get like London, where all those teams are a neighborhood, not yeah. a city, like. I don't know. It was really interesting. Quick aside, do you pay for the athletic? I do. How is their soccer coverage to put you on the spot? It's uh, pretty new, but it's good. They do a lot of uh, interesting behind the scenes things. Um, Yeah, it's the guys who started uh, Howler Magazine. Mm -hmm. So uh, George Kurashi is in charge of it. And then Brooks Peck from Dirty Tackle. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other good soccer writers in there. Yeah, that's what they do. They go out and get. The, yeah, they get know, every it, the, the, the best of the best, or you know, the, the ones who have the big followings, and mm-hmm. you know, sort of like the way Manchester City finds players, just find it the best. All ones. comes back to yeah, City, exactly. So anyway, uh, and then we can go into Champions League talk from there because Manchester City, along with Liverpool, Tottenham, and Manchester United, 
all advanced yes, to the round of 16. Premier League teams advanced despite Manchester United's 2-1 loss yesterday, Valencia. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know who they're going to draw, but they are not. They finished second in their group. They finished second. So Liverpool are, finished second. Tottenham finished second. Manchester City first won their group. Yeah, yeah. so they're the only seeded team yeah. going into this next round. Um, luckily, the, the English teams will be able to avoid City, at least at this point stage in the draw yeah so um, but that means that so for liverpool their options are dortmund barcelona um porto bayern real madrid and juventus so you don't get a lot of good options now juventus another team who struggled yesterday yes. against uh young boys and lost 2-1 2-0 what was it 2-1 uh yes they they did lose to young, young boys. boys the only undefeated the only a few teams did not lose in the Champions League. Barcelona was four wins, two draws. Uh, where we go, Porto, five wins, one draws. Mm-hmm. But their one draw, their uh, group was Schalke, Galatasaray, and Lokomotiv Moscow. So they Who had finished a, second in that group. Schalke, good. Weston McKinney. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Bayern didn't lose, but neither did Ajax. So they both somehow got out of their group without mm-hmm. losing. And then Lyon finished second in their group, but they didn't lose, which is interesting. Liverpool advances by winning three games at home and losing three games on the road. <laughs> they got the job done. It's, yes. You know, got very, the job done at home. Very close. Uh, 1-0 win over Napoli. The 1-0 win. Liverpool advances based on number of goals scored. That was the chaos, right? That, that was we chaos. Were, the, the, 1-0, the 1-0 victory for Liverpool uh meant chaos in the table correct just chaos in the sense that they were then tied on goal differential obviously they're tied on points they're tied on goal differential and they were tied on head-to-head they both beat each other 1-0 yeah uh at their respective yeah. homes yeah so there's no away goal thing there's none of that it came down to just goal scored which is really cheap but like it is what it is it. yeah you know uh and they knew that going into the game and liverpool was defending uh, pretty desperately at the end. Alisson yeah, made a great say, save, made and some saves, right? you know he—that's uh, why they bought him. That's why they paid all that money, and mm-hmm. it's paying off. There's yep. a, there's what I've noticed this this season so far for Liverpool. There is just a difference between a really really good keeper, which I think you could consider uh, Simon Mignolet for ninety percent of the teams in the whole world. Mm-hmm. He would be a great keeper. Or even Carius for most of last year was was really good until the very end. Where is he now? Uh, Fenerbahce. Okay. Uh, on a two year loan, you know how that's oh, going. Loan, yeah. Um, okay. So, and then there's a difference between really really good and world class. Yeah. And there's only maybe ten in the world that are that are at that level. But it's there's just a difference. The saves they make in the situations they make them, you see it and you go, oh yeah, the other guy didn't make doesn't make that. <laughs> You know, or he doesn't make it consistently. And, yeah. and Allison's been so good this season that Liverpool have scored more goals against Allison in the year 2018 than he's given up as part of Liverpool. Because they scored, I think, six in their two games against Roma. Uh-huh. And I don't. I think he's given up five goals in the Premier like, that's pretty defense, good. Wins, defense wins championships. Yes. yes, that is the difference between this year and last year. Manchester City lose to Chelsea. They do. 2-0. Uh, David Luiz uh, with a goal and Antonio Conte. Not Antonio. What? No. What's his name? Um, You're going to have to come up with your own player's name. What's his name? 
Oh my gosh. Antonio Rudiger. Antonio Rudiger. That's why we were just talking about that. But uh, uh, it's not Victor Conte. What the hell's his name? I'm waiting for you to come up. He's one of the best players in the world. N'Golo Conte N'Golo scored a Conte. goal. Oh my gosh. He I'm scored. sorry. It's been a long, long day. Yes. N'Golo Conte. Yeah. If you had picked a possible goal scorer against Manchester City, Conte is not very high on your list. No, but he did score a wonder strike. It was a nice goal. It was a, it was a good team nice goal, goal as well. Um, but a huge win for Chelsea. That puts Liverpool at the top of the table. Manchester mm-hmm. City suffered their first loss. Liverpool, the only team undefeated and, in and the Premier Pep League. Was, uh, we talked about this a little bit. Pep was angry at someone on the Chelsea bench. The Chelsea bench just angers everyone. Yeah. Mourinho, it, it, he shook it. I think it was a the physio, if you will. It's always the physio. He, he shook his hand, but he quickly pulled his hand away violently from the Chelsea coach, physio, and... Uh, yeah, he was not happy at, about something that was said. So, <laughs> there's something that went on during the match. but That's yeah. always exciting. We always love that. Um, and then to finish out just the teams that made it out of Champions League, Real Madrid somehow lost twice to Shishka Moscow. In, uh, I think they lost – they lost three zero yesterday. Three zero yesterday at home. Yeah, they just got now they they, and did they feel still advance out of the group. Correct. If from but they had plenty of chances. That was on during our lunch. And yeah. We were watching that. Um, but they got ripped by their own fans apparently, and Isco made a gesture. A gesture. And people are upset by the gesture. Oh my goodness! Not gesturing. No, not a gesture. He should be sacked immediately. You think they'll sack Isco? Yeah, that that would that would fix all their problems is to uh, transfer him to you know Liverpool or somewhere. Yes, that would be wonderful. Um, Roma and advances out of that group as well. Juventus, Manchester United both advance out of their group. Uh, Manchester United, for all their problems at home and abroad, advance out of the group. So yeah, that's I mean, all you can ask. Finish second, but you that's know. all you can ask. Tottenham. With a late goal against Barcelona mm-hmm. to draw, yeah, one one that put them tied with Inter. Did and you they see that goal on a uh, on? Uh, how, they they won on head to head against mm-hmm. Inter. What did, uh, which goal? Lucas the, Morris. He, uh, yes, I did not. It was a nice goal. A lot a of nice build up goal. and nice. Moved the ball around. Moved his head a little bit. Moved his head That's a little bit and scored a nice little goal. All right. This weekend, big game, though, for you, right? Yes, of course. Huge game, Liverpool-Manchester United on Sunday. Um, in American soccer news that also relates to Liverpool and Borussia Dortmund, the newest stories are Pulisic will be transferred to someone. Will or will not? Will, supposedly. Chelsea, Chelsea target Christian uh, Pulisic? Liverpool slash Chelsea slash other else. target. Yeah. And the price tag, supposedly, 50 million pounds. Is he a 50 million pound player? I think he has that potential. Uh huh. I think so. Uh, like what, five years ago, Raheem Sterling at the age of 18? 19? 18? 18 or 19. So maybe a year younger than Pulisic. He went to Manchester City for, I think, 45 million pounds. Uh-huh. And the market's way different now. True. And Sterling is probably better um, than Pulisic. Yeah. But. That's kind of how I see it in my mind. Okay, well, Sterling, several years ago, before the market went crazy, was that much. Pulisic being that much is not that crazy yeah. to think about. He's young. He has a ton of experience. Uh, I would, What I would hope for him just as a fan of him and what I want to see in the national team, 
I don't really want to see him go to Chelsea or, you know, of course I would love him at Liverpool, but I don't, I don't know that that's the best option for him because he's not going to be a starter for either one of those teams automatically. It's going to take a long time for him to reach that level and he could get frustrated or he just might not develop at the right rate because he's not playing enough. So I don't really want to see him go anywhere, but his contract is up in the summer and Dortmund feel like they might as well cash in now, I guess. And they do have someone who's kind of broken out the the Jaden Sancho. Yeah. The, uh, the young Englishman player. So yeah, that's the interesting part is, well, now they have a guy that they feel like is maybe better Mm -hmm. or at least under contract for longer. Yeah. And just as good. If not better, like you said. So they want to make, I guess, the money that they can now. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. But yeah, obviously as a fan, I would like to see him go to Liverpool. But in truth, I would rather him go somewhere where he can develop and play more. Like middle of the table Premier League team? Like, See, that's what I don't know. I, I mean, Dortmund's a great place to be playing. Yeah. So I would love to see him stay at Dortmund, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Yeah. Do you see who's coming back to the Galaxy? Yeah, Zlatan. Zlatan. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. He he put up some stats. He had like twenty some goals, he eleven did. assists. They they uh they got a new manager too. So oh, I don't know yeah. who it is, but they I saw that they they do have a new manager. Is it Greg Berhalter? No, no. Oh, okay. He's leading the U.S. to glory, glory. in twenty twenty two. All right. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of hobby talk. Yeah, thing. we've got Tops announced the 2018-19 Tops Chrome English Premier League set. Um, not too many details other than the, a checklist that we're working on right now that'll be on Beckett.com here in the next few days. Um, but it is um, y- your typical Chrome product, um, a lot of colored parallels, um, autograph checklist um, with who are we saying? Who was the... the um, the uh, Liverpool player. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Which we discussed before the podcast. With such a long name, surely he just goes with a, a TAA on he there. He has to, right? I People, mean, collectors do not like that, by the way. No. Not surprising. We see some vicious comments if you sign your name. If you want to get a lot of views on a post on Facebook or Becca.com, use a poorly signed card. Dude, uh, what was the one, the Wendy Peppercorn yes, from that, yes, the Sandlot? Yes. People were so mad that she <laughs> that does she not write her not, full name. Yeah. So on that autograph for Topps Chrome, um, Jorginho, Antonio Rudiger, which is why I misspoke and called right, that's him why Antonio he was on your brain. Yep, he's on there. Kevin De Bruyne is on there. Sergio Aguero, uh, Hector Bellerin, Marcus Alonso, Mesut Ozil. Um, Deli Ali's got autographs in there. Um, so they they've do a pretty good job of um, you know going out and getting some pretty big names, be high quality cards. Um, like I said, shiny, chromy, a lot of color. Um, so it should be a, a fun product. So that will be coming out here soon. So keep your eyes, eyes and ears peeled. Oh, peeled for that. And I was just hey, I was just at Target, which is kind of like a walmarty type place here and they had tops attacks 2018 19 tops attacks just explain what target is well maybe people don't know what target Did is you explain what target is by referencing walmart well yeah because i'm just saying it's like a how would you say do we you know? think that people who know what walmart is don't know what target is yes okay maybe fair enough 
because people, you know what? Quick aside. So I so we I listen to a lot of food podcasts, and they'll mention like a grocery store chain. That's like, come on, everybody knows what that. It's like, and I have to use context clues to figure out like, oh, it's a big grocery store chain in Seattle or whatever. Oh, so they talk about like Publix, something like, like yes, Publix. Like, oh yeah, I guess that's okay. That's a that's a or Wawa. Yeah, Wawa. Yes, I had no idea what Wawa was. Do you know? But now I do. This is an ex- it's like a Seven Eleven, right? So if someone said Wawa is yeah. kind of like a Seven Eleven, I'd be like, okay, I get that. So that's why I said Target is kind of like. Did you know a that in Puerto Rican Spanish, uh-huh. they call anything that's not a car, so like a truck or uh-huh. a bus, a Wawa? I did not know that. They spell it G U A G U A. Why? I don't because Puerto Ricans speak a really weird form of Spanish. Wow, that's a hot. That's, that's a not hot. a hot take. That's a fact. They speak like a really slang-filled Spanglish. That's like, awesome. Uh, I learned that in line at Disney World because the ride broke that we were waiting in line for, and so we got to know the people in front of you us mean really well. Manchester City World. Yes, and uh, we were just talking about all kinds of stuff there from Puerto Rico, and they mentioned uh, they knew some people in Texas uh-huh. who had come to be teachers because they were hiring teachers who speak Spanish along the border. Who speak crazy said, Spanish, like you said? And I no, I said, but why are they hiring Puerto Ricans? Because they speak Puerto Rican Spanish, and they were like, "Yeah, you're right. It is really bad." And they were using examples, and they said their their daughter comes home from school uh, and is like, "We don't speak Spanish. What I learned in school is not what you taught me." <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we know." And they were laughing about Wawa. And I was like, "I have never heard that." In my uh, life. All right, well, I'll, I'll just we'll have to use that. With this our has been your Puerto Rican slang podcast. Update. All right, so uh, big games this weekend, like we said, Liverpool, Manchester United. All Chelsea, games, Brighton. All games are big games when your team is still undefeated mm-hmm. and at the top of the table, and I'm really nervous now. that. So this is, this is what is ridiculous about Manchester City. Uh, Liverpool have by far the best start in Premier League, or in their Premier League history, uh-huh. and they are th- they have the third best start in all Premier League history, and they're one point above the second place team. Last season, Manchester City was about equal with what Liverpool is right now, uh-huh. and they were up by eleven points at this yeah. point. They were up by eleven points in December. Liverpool's up by one. Do we need some parity in the English Premier League? We've we've kind of well, gotten it now in, in in the NFL. Yeah, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do we want every team at five hundred? Is that good or is it better to have the Manchester City? Liverpool running away with it, season's over by March 1st. Well, I don't know. It's kind of – I see it both ways. The NFL to me is really frustrating because I never know what team is good until like week 10 because if you think someone's good, the next year they're going to be terrible. Like look at the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, not to bring this into NFL talk, but like the Eagles won the Super Bowl. This season they're terrible Yeah, because it's really hard to sustain that. Yeah. So – you know, just as a casual observer, at least in the Premier League, you mostly know who's going to be good. You mostly know what a good team is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Leicester City proved that it's not just this monopoly at the top. Like, any team can win. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was a extremely uh, unpredictable scenario. Yeah. And probably won't happen again, but it's possible. But I did see an article that was saying – this this season we finally have a robust middle of the table, mm-hmm. which is I mean there's kind of three tiers at this point. Liverpool, and Manchester City are kind of at the top tier, but you could also throw in Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Yeah, 
Uh, and then Manchester United, Everton, Bournemouth, Leicester City, Wolves, West Ham, and Watford. So that's from 12 to 6. They're all within two, three points of each other. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Manchester United is at 26 points in sixth place. The 13th best team is Brighton at 21 points. Mm-hmm. But then it drops all the way down to the bottom where you've got Cardiff starting at 14. Then it goes down from there. Yeah. So that middle of the table, they actually have a lot to fight for because there is the Europa League. Now, for Manchester United, does Europa League mean anything? No. No. But for... Bournemouth, mm-hmm, absolutely, be massive. Yeah, uh, Wolves, mm-hmm. massive. West Ham, it'd be big. Watford, big. So there is something to fight for with that middle of the table. Now, Manchester United would not love to be called a middle of the table team, but they are. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, I get what you're saying. But like, do we need maybe more parity? Yes, but this season actually has some of the most parity beyond the top two teams. Yeah, and I like. You know, and again, not to bring it all the way back to football, but college football, if you lose a game in college football, if you're one of the big teams and you lose a game, you lose two, your season's pretty much over. Yeah. And with the top teams or that top tier, even the, the top of that second tier, every game is so massive that if you drop points to a team that you should beat or if you just drop points at all, right, it could mean your season is over. I remember when I started watching the Premier League, going back 12 years now, I started following Chelsea, and and I don't know exactly. It was probably United at the time, but there's about a month left in the season, and they, you know, United had like a nine point lead over Chelsea or something. And I said, you know, I was talking to a friend who had watched it longer. And I said, no, oh, it's only nine points. They got a whole month to make up nine points. And no, this this is over. So right. if you drop, if you're dropping points early in the season, middle of the season, um, every one of those 38 games is important for those top tier teams. Right. Like what? So Liverpool's up by one point. You know what I keep thinking about? Hmm. That one point is that Daniel Sturridge goal against Chelsea. Yeah. That ridiculous goal that he scored yep. that tied it late in the game. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't go in, Ch- uh, Liverpool's still losing to Manchester City even after all that. Yeah. Uh, but now they're up by one point, and it might be in May, Liverpool say they win the Premier League by one point. There's a lot of things you could point to. Obviously, every game would matter for that. Yeah. But that one point, you could look at the game in September. Was that early September? Yeah. Early September, where Daniel Sturridge pulls a rabbit out of a hat on an amazing goal on the road. Yeah. And that's the draw that should have been a loss. And so that's – it's funny. Like when I tell my wife, oh, uh, I'm going to watch this Liverpool game tomorrow at 6.30 in the morning. She's like, oh, it's a big game. I'm like, I mean, we're playing like Bournemouth. Like they're pretty good. But like, yeah, they're all big games. That's what we're – my wife is always yelling because I always say, this is a big game. This is a really big game. They're always big they're, games. She's like, is there not a big soccer game? Is, is every game not a big game? So, yeah, for the most part, yeah. The, if it's the like Carabao the inter- Cup. Yes, this is a big game. This is – you know, they, if, every game is a big game. Yeah, if your team is trying to win the Premier League, every game is a big game. Yeah. Now, okay, so uh, Tottenham, they're in third. They're a little far behind the, the leaders. Obviously – anything's possible maybe not every game is huge for Tottenham yeah except for the fact that they desperately have to finish in the top three or four and there's Arsenal and Chelsea fighting for that place too yeah so yeah it's kind of a big yeah, game I think everyone is a big <laughs> game if you're kind of if you're in the hunt for a European spot or or if Premier you're League possibly title, getting relegated or the rel- that's why I like the the, the promotion of relegation it makes the end of the season for those the bottom of the table is sometimes even more exciting than the top of the table. Yeah, the end of the season for sure. And I think that is a great thing about soccer. And I think that's, you mentioned college football as well. The bowl games, like a lot of the bowl games that are actually important. Yeah. 
or some of the bowl games that are actually important. There's ways that you can end your season and not be the champion, but be very satisfied. Yeah. So if you are Watford and you finish sixth, no other league in the world or sport in the world, obviously all soccer leagues are similar, but um, that doesn't mean anything to finish sixth in baseball or Uh football or basketball. But for Watford finishing sixth in Premier League, hey, we get the Europa League next year. Hey, that's a big deal. That might be the highest we've ever finished. Yeah. Or you could win the FA Cup and finish third yeah. but if you win the fa cup hey you know we got the fa that's like yeah we, there we are got, they're not consolation prizes because they're things you actually earn yeah they're just ways to look at the season in a positive manner and Correct. keep you interested throughout the year as opposed to going well we lost three games in set september we're out of the title race i don't need to watch this till yeah you know next season and that it, is why it's the greatest game on the planet it's a beautiful game it is and uh so we will be back next week because yeah, next week our, is not Christmas. It but. is not, but it is our Christmas party, holiday party, this time next Thursday. We will be So we'll probably record holidaying. before that. We will probably record Thursday morning or Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So but we'll still post it. We will post. We'll post it. We will talk. Probably the main topic of discussion will be Manchester United-Liverpool, right? You yeah. You got to think and, in the next and, week, unless there's any big and, news And we'll happened. preview the Boxing Day fixtures. That's um, true. This is a crazy time and a fun time to be a Premier League fan, except mm-hmm. for the fact that all your players get hurt. That's Liverpool true. has like two healthy center backs, and Manchester City has, uh, they're missing like half of their attack, but then they still have like another half of their attack that's worth 200 million pounds or whatever. It's all good. Um, but other leagues take winter breaks. The Premier League plays more games during the winter <laughs> they it's, put it's, they, they put they they floor it during the. it's a little the, ridiculous and i think that they, they will be changing that but uh enjoy it while you can so we will talk to you guys next week make sure to subscribe and like on soundcloud or itunes or however you listen mm-hmm. like it tweet us tell us uh you love us and you know what if, if we have any european or english listeners tell me how i can watch Take the ball, pass the ball, the Pep at Barcelona documentary. I believe it's some Amazon Prime UK or something. Is this going to come to the United States so I can watch it? Have you seen the preview? I know you're wrapping up here. No. Preview's really good. So let Scott and I know how we can watch. I'm sure it'll be on Amazon Prime in the US eventually. I would hope so. All right. So take the ball, pass the ball, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Brian. 